It's time to put on your sleuthing cap, feel nail-biting dread, and face heart-racing fear. This is Queer Writers of Crime, where you'll get book recommendations and hear interviews with LGBTQ authors of mystery, suspense, and thriller novels. Here's your host, Brad Shreve. Hello, Justine. Hey, Brad. How are you doing? It is the end of August. I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm good. Still hot in California. I'm still outside. We've been hitting between 100 and 105 every day, but in the mornings, mm-hmm. it's cool enough that I go out on the front. Actually, I don't mind the heat at all. I go out on the front patio and work from there, uh, do my writing. And it's not too hot in the afternoon for me, but the sun blazes down on that space I set. So yeah. I have to go inside. I'm usually done at that point anyway, but... Yeah, I'm I'm ready for it to cool down. We had a nice rain the other day, which cooled it down. September is the hottest month in California, Brad. Yeah, true. Did you not know that September is the hottest month? Well, that's good to know. I'm sure we'll be hitting 110. Yes, you will. And you know what the listeners love more than anything? To tune into a podcast and the first thing people are doing is talking about the weather. It's engrossing. I talk about the weather. 14 times a day. I will ask Alexa what's the temperature every three minutes in the in the winter when I'm waiting to see when it's warm enough to go outside. I, You know, that's just it. <laughs> central air conditioning, central heat, they mean nothing to me. Yeah, see, I, I do the, hey, Google, what's the temperature? Actually, it'll probably give it to me now that I just said it. That's right. Yep. I don't know if it showed up, but he just told me it's 100 and something degrees. I didn't hear it. So anyway... It is the end of August, which means it's time for your book recommendation for this month. Yeah. What book or what person are you going to recommend? Well, I've got a fun summer read for everybody. Christopher Rice, if you listen to his podcast, you know he's got not one, but two, but I don't know, three or four books coming out this year. And some of them are romance and the like. But this is one of his his scarier books. It's called Decimate. And... I saw an ad online where it said, you know, this is Christopher Rice's scariest book. And I said, oh, it's not scarier than Decimate. And it turns out it was an ad for Decimate. So this is indeed his scariest book, I believe. (laughs) I actually thought you were going to do one of his romance novels. Well, you know, I I was looking at the title of the podcast and went, "Uh uh-oh, better switch off. I would give you the okay. You know, I don't read a lot of romance, but because I like Christopher Rice, and this is his first male-male romance, or he doesn't call it male-male, he says steamy sex between gay men is what he says. Right. Uh-huh. I actually bought that. I'm looking forward to reading it, see how well he does. So anyway, so we got Decimate, which I've heard him advertising as well, and it sounds good. Yeah. There's, there's no romance. There's no sex. This is just straight mystery and the like. And for those who don't know, Christopher Rice is the son of the recently departed Anne Rice, famous author of Interview with a Vampire. So this book is about twins, Poe and Claire. And I cannot for the life of me recall what Poe is short for, but Poe is a gay man. That does not play very much into this. There's a uh, an interchange where Poe tells Claire that Because she accepted him as a gay man. As a teenager, she brought him to a movie and he told him it was okay to be gay. That really kind of got him through that. But other than that, it's just a gay man living life as, you know, the rest of us do. Well, not exactly like the rest of us do. When Christopher was a guest on the show, we talked about not every one of his novels has a 
gay protagonist, but he almost always has a gay character in there somewhere. So it's not yeah. surprising to hear that. And if anybody wants to hear that episode, it was back September 15th of 2020. It was a great conversation and it was episode number 49. So anyway. How did you pull that up so quickly? I didn't even like like tell you what the book was going to be. I just did it as you were talking just now. I am very fast on the internet. That, that's amazing. My husband, Maurice, has me look up everything because I'm so fast on there. Amazing. I know how to get on every porn site within seconds. Well, okay. Well, well, that's for another podcast, okay? Okay, Poe and Claire. Poe is a man or Poe is a male because he starts as a boy and Claire is female. Their father, let's just say that their father was, was an involved father but not particularly responsible. And he would take the children off camping, and then he would drink, and he would fall asleep, and Poe and Claire would wander off. So they're wandering around the lake, and there's this huge explosion, and both of them are unconscious for some time. When they came to, something clearly happened, but the officials, the law enforcement hospital, they insisted that they were attacked by a bear. And Claire knows it wasn't a bear, but it was not spoken of. And because of this, the mother was going to take both children away. Poe throws a fit, and as a result, he stays with the father, and Claire ends up going with the mother. And they grow up apart, mostly because, you know, the mother's got this one child away from the father, and she doesn't want the father coming anywhere near her. And they had only one dinner at a diner where her mother sat, like, in the car looking in the window. This is the depth of how much they've grown apart, but they are connected. So that, you know, when one of them breaks the arm, the other one feels it. That's very stereotypical Christopher Rice. Right. But, you know, it's also anecdotally what happens between identical twins. I've never heard of it anecdotally or otherwise between fraternal twins. So foreshadowing, there is something supernatural going on that started at that lake. Then we switch to present day. Poe is coming to see Claire to reconcile. And he's in a plane crash and dies. When this happens, Claire has an incredible physical reaction, collapses, and then, without any awareness, gets up and starts writing on the board. She's teaching at college, and she gets up and starts writing on the board over and over again, and then she comes to, and the students are all standing around, staring at her, and there's these words. So, then she says, you know, somebody comes rushing in to tell her that her brother's died, and she freaks out and, and runs away, these things keep happening. She, you know, she feels him contacting her, starts writing on the bathroom mirror, all those places. Finally, she gets paper and pen. You would think after the first half dozen times, she would have thought of that sooner. But, you know, grief does many bad things to people. And I'm going to stop you because I want to clarify something. Earlier, I said this is very stereotypical Christopher Rice. I need to change that. This is typical Christopher Rice. Ah. He uses a lot of paranormal and supernatural things in his novels. Yes. Not everybody has an arm broken in every book. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never like any paranormal, and this is such an exception for me. Uh, you love paranormal. That's That was a little sarcasm. See, you're not keeping up today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, you, you had me stumped there for a moment. Okay. <laughs> so as she's trying to work this out, her father's girlfriend contacts her. Now, her father 
after they grew up, her father got, you know, involved with UFO circles and, you know, had all this paranormal activity. He's considered somewhat of a quack. And the father's girlfriend contacts her on the father's behalf. And it turns out that the father's got a pretty good idea of what happened at the lake. And so she's got to go see him. And together they're exploring this mystery of what happens at the lake. Now, he has a good idea of what happened, but he doesn't have anywhere close to an idea of just how evil this is and just how deep this goes. Meanwhile, you have another kind of parallel plot that eventually comes together of people have separately devoted their life to studying this phenomena and, and actually do understand this phenomena. And it's very frightening, very detailed. There is, there's not, you know, you don't get to the end and there's some nice, you know, neat, non-paranormal explanation. The end is surprising. It's a twist. I did not see it coming. But it's a great book. Those are good. It's very, I mean, it's very well written, as you one would expect from Christopher Rice. The details just draw you into it. And, and it's a book that you can get lost in. And it really is a, a great book for, you know, sitting at the, the beach on a long summer's day and not just grabbing and reading a couple pages before bed. It's got that kind of feel to it. Yeah, I really like Christopher Rice. It's why I actually bought that romance mm -hmm. novel that he, or the first romance novel he wrote. And as I always stress, I'm not against romance. It's just not the first type of book I'm going to pick up. But I wanted to be sure to get his because I'm sure he'll do it justice. So yeah. So this sounds like another winner. It sounds creepy. Yes. Oh yeah. Or just more scary. Uh. I, you know, it's a, it's a different kind of the creepy kind of scary. It's not a necessarily a blood and guts kind of scary. It's not like a, a slasher as you're going along. They obviously aren't getting killed at the lake and he dies in a plane crash. So there's not a there's not that kind of terror. I don't consider the slasher films terror or even horror. They're shock value. Yeah. And shock value is easy. Right. It takes work to create a good horror. Yeah. Yeah, and it takes work to really kind of slow down the pace and just let out just enough clues to get you in there, but not make it so mysterious. You're like, I don't care if they never find out what this is. I'm done. It's a kind of think you understand and, and then, okay, you think you understand more. And it's a slowly growing realization, both on the part of the characters and on the part of the reader. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I really had a great time with it. If you start it, make sure you got time to finish it. Will do. I'll, I'll take note of that. Okay. I'm actually in the process of reading Eric Shaw Quinn's, his co-host, his novel. Ah, I have wanted to pick that up. I was going to listen to him on, on your podcast when he's a guest, and then I'm going to pick up whatever book he talks about. He is coming on as a guest, but his book is delayed as no surprise when you go through a publisher. Uh, it will be a while from now, not when we originally planned. Right. But he is coming. Uh, he's a great guy, so I look forward to having him on. And regarding the whole horror and shock thing, I just need to toss this out <laughs> because it is a big issue with me. I believe it was Alfred Hitchcock that said, shock is when a man is in his office and a bomb goes off. Okay. Suspense is when you know there's a bomb under his desk. And he leaves work and realizes he left something back on his desk and he turns back to get it. And Hitchcock said both serve their purpose, but suspense is harder to write. Yeah. And I would agree with that 100%. And Christopher Rice does, does it incredibly well. One of the best. No surprise. So, well, thank you. 
And I guess we will talk to you in September, about a month from now. Sounds great. See you later. Thank you, Justine. Bye. If you enjoy Queer Writers of Crime, let others know with a review. It helps build an audience and introduce more people to queer crime fiction. Apple and iTunes are where most people search for new shows. But if you don't use either, other apps that allow reviews include Podcast Addict, Overcast, and Spotify. Wherever you listen to podcasts, help spread the word to tune in to Queer Writers of Crime.